Welcome to Iconic Women in Italian Wine on the Italian Wine Podcast. This recording was taken from a seminar that took place during Vinitali 2022. Listen in to this unprecedented, unique session that included two competing wine writers and seven renowned wine producers sharing a stage to tell their stories. This was a meeting of hearts, minds, and wines, a showcase of the communication skills of women who were able to pool their resources and put aside differences to come together for the greater good of the entire Italian wine sector. So I would really open it up to all of our uh, producers, all of our panelists here to mention if there's something special they would like to say uh, in their winery that they're focusing on, how you're facing climate change. We have wineries from north to south in Italy, and we know that it's a, a difficulty everywhere. So uh, please, um, sustainability is the topic. Albiera, I see, maybe? I think the word sustainability is a complicated word to use. It's this is why I left it very open. <laughs> In the sense that it, to somebody it can mean biodynamical, biological. For what I see, in the perspective I see, um, it is a puzzle made of many things, obviously with the final objective of leaving something better to the next generation. And this goes not only in the field, also in, uh, in, uh, in, in the winery, but also across the workers, uh, across the sales, across lots of parameters. And that I wish that uh, we, are, we, we should have in Italy one certification that says sustainable because if not, it becomes really difficult to set a space and go and go along. I literally admire uh, for who manages uh, to do biological or biodynamical. In some area, it is difficult. So some wineries should have the option of uh, how you say co uh, compensate, compensate with other things in order to have something at the end that is really. Um, on 100% sustainable, not only, as Priscilla said, it has to be economically also sustainable. Great. And Elena? Alison, I try, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> I try. And um, um, for me, um, we work uh, in biologic in outside, inside, in cellar. And um, our new cellar is um, all in bioarchitecture. It is for cellar. In, uh, in Basilicata, is the first cellar in Basilicata. We use all the recycled material for the construction. We recycle the raining water. Um, we are um, energetics in part zero because every energy we consume, we produce, and the solar panel help us in this, but uh, the building is a energetics impact zero. It's a cantina clima, you know, casa clima in, uh, in Italy. And um, uh, for me, this is the first step for the 
new generation for the new this is my my work and we are uh, biologic and uh, we are uh, eco-sustainable before for us because we live and we work with the whole family in Vigna and uh, in our uh, our, uh, town and uh, after for uh, all you and for all world and uh, for me this is uh, the first step because I'm very small very very small seller and uh, this is my contributor for uh, for the for the new generation and, and it's elizabetta yes this is a very very complex uh, item but the first thing i think we as farmer because we are farmer we are also viticultori but we are farmer we are responsible for the fertility of the soil which is our richness our not only for making wines for making what we have to eat and this is not very difficult to do I mean, father, my experience in the last 30 years, working, uh, you know, everybody choose which way, but uh, to be a self-producer uh, of the fertility for your soil, which is the main item for the biodynamic method, is a very important thing. Because the new, I mean, the, new, the human being forget how important is agriculture. And perhaps in these days, which are very dramatic, which the cost of the fertilizing is, I don't know how much is going up. Everybody say, oh, what's going on? We will die because we don't have enough wheat or, but this is a perverse uh, uh, cycle of for the human being who, who push in one direction, but in fact is responsible for this, for the next generation. And this is for us the first uh, step because we choose to do in another way. And I, I say you, it's really not difficult. It's just to see things with other perspective and uh, to be farmer who are creative and responsible for the, for the future or the soil. And then whatever is grape, is uh, wheat, is... Uh, so, um, yes, but... I, I know it's a complex item, so it was just my contribution on that, that. Thank you. I mean, I think that um, as these answers show, when you talk about sustainability, it, it goes everywhere from developing more biological material in your soil all the way to the solar panels on top of the winery and shipping your wine. So there's so many different layers to it. Um, but, you know, this idea of doing more for the future, the next generation is, I think, an important one to everybody who's here on this panel. Um, before we open questions to the audience, Monica, do you have anything you want to ask or any other comments? I do, I do. I definitely want to get to questions from the audience. But before I do, I have a question that kind of throws um, the responsibility back on us as wine journalists, Allison and I. We work uh, with giving points to wines. We give, we think about a lot of these wines in a numerical sense, which can be limiting, but it's also very effective and it communicates the quality of a wine. And I wanted to open up to the panel this question. Now that we're going through what we've been through with COVID and the world is changing, I think we all agree that storytelling or telling the whole story behind a wine is becoming increasingly important. How can we improve that? How can the producers communicate differently their wines and how can journalists also get some of the story across? It seems that 
as we go forward, this is the real way to help Italian wine be more competitive is to have the down, down to the, you know, soil, down to the producer, down to the winery, down to the vineyard, down to the last rock um, story told behind the wines. I'm just wondering if there's any thoughts on that. And then I think we should definitely take questions from the audience. Thank you. I would like to add something about the sustainability. And uh, I think that uh, in, in the three wineries that uh, I own, Allegrini, Poggio Tosaro, and Sapolo, we, in all the winery, we achieve the sustainable certification. But this is something that... Uh, it's difficult to communicate to consumers because in terms of uh, uh, institution, we don't have uh, the strength and we don't have the possibility. I know that organic is recognized, but the sustainable certification is something that is going on. And uh, I think that uh, we have to be to develop more sensitivity on the uh, consumer about uh, this thing. And definitely uh, sustainable, organic uh, is a trend that uh, will definitely go on because uh, we want to respect the environment is our main task. And we also want to respect uh, the, the people that work in the vineyard. So uh, we change completely our approach to the viticulture in the last uh, 10 years. Yeah, I could, I'm sorry, we're going to get to Monica's question. I could just reply to that, that, you know, at Wine Spectator, we have talked many times over many years about wanting to write about sustainability, about organic, about biodynamic. But as you said, it's just so, there's no clear definition. It becomes very hard to write about it in a way that consumers will understand. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a real challenge. And I agree there needs to be more regulations that cross borders also, because in the United States versus Europe, there's different categories and different certifications. Um, Chiara, you wanted to add something? Yeah, I was saying, doesn't matter the certification or the law, whatever. I'm glad that is, we are almost too late. The change of the environment, the change of the weather is here to stay. So I don't know if we are still on time, but we have to move to really to act. Don't even talk about just everybody does have to do their own part. I think we all do at this table. I know we all do organic, uh, biodynamic. Okay, what, what is important is you, we do respect our environment, we are aware, and it's important that, uh, that normal people do it. We cannot expect that the big boss of the world would care about that. They are taking us into a war, they are taking us into the disaster, so I think we have to do us, is we have to move now, I think. Yes, definitely. Um, Monica, do you want me to address your question to somebody else specifically? Basically, I just wanted to ask, how can we improve communication of wine, especially since we're dealing with iconic women? How do we tell the stories better? Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe to extrapolate, all of you are communicating about your minds right now and have done a great job, and this is why you're iconic women. What have been some of your challenges and successes, perhaps? And, and how should we um, help you with that storytelling? No, I think that uh, the way to communicate better is uh, 
not just to speak about uh, our production, but uh, to speak about the territory where we live and the value that we have. In Italy, we have uh, beautiful arts, we have beautiful cities, we have uh, beautiful monuments. So we have cities that, uh, like Verona, for example, it has a Roman, medieval, and Renaissance city. So we have to put uh, the product, uh, the agricultural product, uh, and not just wine, in a cultural context. And this is, for me, is the future of the Italian wine production. Um, I might take it to the other end and Ariana ask you to speak. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I think that your your name became well known, but I think you helped to talk about Frapato and talk about Vittoria and talk about Sicily um, in a larger context and not just your binary. So can you maybe talk a little bit about your early experiences um, communicating what you were doing? Uh, my idea is uh, to ask to Monica and you the same question. <laughs> how we have to communicate the wine in our future. Because after two years of COVID, I think uh, every change for me, for example, I'm in a moment of uh, uh, a lot of thoughts about this. Um, I'm trying to, to have a break from uh, some events because I need to reflect. And uh, I think we have to come back uh, to the truth the real part of our life. Uh, in the real world, a lot was and is done. We talk about everything. We now is the moment of sustainability, so we are talking about this. And uh, in a side, I'm very happy because uh, everybody's trying to do the best they can in uh, their farm. So it's, it's very good. I'm also part of a, a new group in Sicily that is called uh, Sustain, is a foundation. We are trying, uh, because sustainability is a personal journey, but it's also uh, something that we have to do in group. So in this moment of my life, I'm trying to, to help also other producers in Sicily to transform their idea to make wine and uh, to manage their farm, um, also in cooperative, because if we change 2,000 vineyards in a cooperative, we are changing a lot of uh, hectares of vineyards. No? So I'm trying to work in this, but uh, I have no idea what is the future of the wine now about communication. I think we have to, to do what do we feel? I feel myself more in the production, so I will uh, be in the place where I'll be comfortable I, with myself. And uh, the most important thing is to concentrate our work in our place, to work really in, uh, in the agriculture that we choose to, to have, and uh, trying to, to bring our um, our method to, our, to other people and to transform step by step because it's not very easy. It's easy, it's really easy to make a sustainable agriculture, but uh, I hope that it's not, it's not very fast inside because it's a personal uh, journey. So we, we must do 
because everybody's making, but uh, I think the real change will be when everybody starts to feel every day in, in their life, in their choice, even when we buy from the supermarket, even when we do every, every action in our life, this is the real change. So um, the communication of the, of the wine world is a uh, difficult thing for me at the moment. So maybe you will help us to, to find an answer better. I mean, I think that um, it's important, as you said, you're taking a moment to sit back and pause and think on it. And I think that um, we all, in whatever work you're doing, you need to always take time to periodically check in and see what the next steps are, what the new direction is. And, and this is how we all really move forward and even your personal life. Yeah. So. Um, do I wanted to see? Do we have any questions from the audience on the cards? Um, let me kick it off. I, I'll pretend I'm from the audience. So I'm going to say something very unpopular, as I always do. I think the communication of wine is something very dear to me, and I think, frankly, the communication that goes on Italian wine, especially, is the fault of Antinori family, because. They have such a wonderful, beautiful 26th generation of story to recount. And everybody, everybody wants to be like Antinori. That's what I face as an agency, right? When I'm doing agency work, I want my um, um, homepage to be like Antinori's. But okay. hold on, I must say, I really appreciate Albiera that you did the first generation and work us all the way through all 26. You, you were on topic and concise about telling your history. So yes, you're the good cop. So um, the point is, I think uh, we have to, all of the wineries have to find an original story, right? Because we throw the word sustainability in a very, very casual way, right? And, and as Albert had mentioned, it has to be also economically sustainable. That is an issue that we don't really address because we like the romantic story of the generation and the terroir and everybody. If you took an advertising page, even in Spectator or Advocate, you take a page and all the families in their barrels and their cellar and you cut out their face and replace it with anybody else, it will be exactly the same. So in terms of the communication, I think we are struggling because we have to find the uniqueness and original story of each winery. And I think that is something that we have to ask ourselves. I think you are all up here because you all have an original story to tell. And that's what I think everyone else has to do. And that's, I know I'm not very popular, but so I just had to get that off my chest. Anybody, we have, I think, Cynthia with the mic. Yes. I, I haven't really understood what you meant by uh, it's all Antinori's fault. But <laughs> saying this, uh, I think here the point is we need to get our wines always better and better. And journalists need to find the stories and tell them the better it is. So let's not mix them too much, the two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, the owner of Wine Spectator always says that he will, he wants to hire a first journalist because you can teach people about wine, but to find the story is a lot harder. So I agree. this is the important thing. 
Um, but, you know, I will also say, I think Melissa made a very good point um, in terms of talking to foreign markets, you need to also consider that people don't always understand where you're talking about. I mean, to most Americans, Italy is Florence, Rome, and Venice, and, and maybe they've heard of Milan, you know. So <laughs> you have to start somewhere and equate it and make it understandable. And I think that all of these women and do that while telling their own personal stories and their own original story. Um, if we don't have any questions, do we have questions from the audience? I, I do have one kind of wine geeky question, if we can dive in a little bit. We have a number of people here who have officially made wine. Oh, okay, sorry. Kathy, Kathy, you have a question? Oh, sorry? No. Yes, yeah, go for it. Sorry, I feel like the, the bigger question where you were going is far more interesting. Um, but I wrote, a, I wrote a question down, it's actually for Kiara, um, about the single crew. Um, when you were talking about the single crew, what has it taught you to do the single crew that will inform how you work with the assemblage with your other wines? Yes, I was uh, telling you the story. This is a nice story of the Barolo boys, you know. So what's happened is that um, many years ago, at the end of the 80s, we were a bunch of young winemakers, and we were trying to, uh, to to taste as much wine as we could. And because we were all small winemakers, small winemakers, we were doing, of course, the vinification in punctually. So we were comparing the wine from Barolo, Canubi, the Barolo from from other villages, Monforte, Cassiafletto, La Morra, and so on. And we were really astonished by this diversity. But if you stay in your own little village, you don't make it, uh, you don't make this experience. So only with this um, help of this group, and actually that was a really revolutionary thing because in the past, people has always walked walk alone. So for the first time, we get together and we, we kind of, uh, yeah, we made this revolution first inside, mentally speaking. That uh, was, uh, the idea was to help each other, to learn more and to, uh, and to grow. And this things that come up uh, uh, into our eyes was the uniqueness and the incredible beauty of this diversity. So for us was, uh, immediately clear the direction to go. We started to do this uh, fanatic uh, choice of unification in priority, and we went on and on. In fact, uh, finally in 2010, we also had the recognition of the MGM that MGM that before wasn't existing. So um, like the regulation that finally decided the border of the, of the single vineyard. But also on the other side, we started also to appreciate the assemblage that was the traditional way of making the wine. So the idea is really to, to have more chance, more options. So like the, the ancient Roman said, the right is directed, so. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, chi chi.
guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.